Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one long year Watching movies bad, strange and weird Commandeer By Michael Hi, this is Carl uh, I'm Mike's friend I, I wrote this song What? What? What did I? What? I'm up. Where am I? Ladies and gentlemen, let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Good to be back. Good to have you back. Um, great new theme song by Carl. Thank you. It's a little slow. Yeah, and repetitive. But other than that, it was free, which is the most important part of my life. Uh, we are called Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We broadcast live every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 to 7 Eastern Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm. And then the whole thing drops as a podcast on iTunes as L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. It's also available on mutinyradio.fm. The feed is right there. We love you for following the feed. You're our bread and butter. Go to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube.blogspot.com. That's our blog spot where we'll have the embedded movie and the podcast. Here's the final equation. We need you to watch a movie on YouTube with us. It's called Let's. Let us. So go ahead to YouTube right now, and we're going to watch a movie almost immediately because i got to get out of here. Carl, what's the movie today? (laughs) The movie is called Cockfighter. What? It is not a porno. That's right. Now, it's C-O-C-K with no space fighter. Okay? Okay. One word, and then it's open parentheses 1974, closed parentheses. All right. And who's uh, hosting that? Oh, I see it popped up there. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I did it in the search engine. Now, there's two links, okay? The first one is the one you sent, but it's got a little vocal issue. Okay. I suggest the second one which is... Quarter 22? Um, yeah, C-O-T-E-R-T-E-R 22. Okay, let's do and that one. Yeah, it... it um, yes, the, the one that you sent, it just the voice doesn't sync up towards so, the end. Fuck it. And this one, this video was uploaded from an Android phone. So, God damn it, we gotta watch that. Yeah, 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 that's right. It's not a real person, it's an Android... <laughs> I use my phone. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Let's click cockfighter. You know what I'm talking about. And one hit pause. Word, one word. Just hit pause. Let it buffer. 
Oh man, it is buffering. And what we're gonna do is that we're gonna want you to sync this podcast. We'll we'll give say go, and we're gonna watch this movie and uh, listen to listen. We're gonna listen to this podcast, Carl. Uh, later, but right now we're gonna talk. So okay, so give me the countdown, and we'll start our movie Cockfighter from 1974. Okay. We're gonna do three, two, one, go. Yep. Uh, okay, three, two, one, go. I'm very excited. Oh, that's me playing piano, Carl. That's not the theme. Oh, no, it is the theme song. Oh, really? Oh, what they... it says in the beginning is important. Okay. For the movie. I knew they shot it through a window of a... What is that, a train? No, that's an RV, right? It is an RV, Most interesting yeah. Is he talking right now? But, uh... Yeah. This is something you don't conquer. Uh, what he says... Anything that... Something important to the movie. He says, he learned how to fly a plane. He got bored with it. He learned how to water ski. He got bored with it. But this, you don't get bored of because you don't conquer it. Cockfighter. Yeah. So I get you. Same with me. Like, I just conquered so many things. I decided to put uh, fight chickens against each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should put a... Uh, Carl, let's just say yeah. this movie is not suitable. It's not suitable. If, if if you don't like cockfights, then I'm going to ask you to not watch a movie called Cockfighter from 1974. Oh, yeah. Listen, seriously, this is real. These are real cockfights. And you know that they say, like, no animal was killed at the making of this movie? That is not in the beginning of this movie. Uh-huh. In it's fact, you can see deal. the uh, American Humane Association found itself in the background of this movie. <laughs> Bystanders are like, this is disgusting. We should start an organization that monitors film. <laughs> We should call it pain in the ass. Yeah, PETA. <laughs> That's um, right. In all seriousness, this film was banned in the UK because of because of its, uh, its rea- real realism. Well, they're really driving right now, and that's a. Uh, oh, is she to- tooting? No, no, she's just eating something. What she's saying it to our hero is, "I heard you talking in your sleep last night." And if you talk in your sleep, then you can talk when you're awake. You see, he pretends that he's a mute. Oh. Warren Oates. Warren Oates. Frank Mansfield, yeah. Listen, man, if I pay money to see a Warren Oates movie, the motherfucker better talk. You know? <laughs> there's there's voiceovers of him talking about, you know, his thoughts. His he thoughts. has the best voice ever. <laughs> Sergeant Hulka? Yeah, he he did a movie with a director called Two Lane High, uh, Blacktop, and I, I know I'm bringing it up right now, but it's one of my favorite movies of all time, and he's just great in that. Uh-huh. Laurie Bird, who we just saw, is in it as well. It's funny that he he doesn't shut up in that movie. No, he's like the Riddler, not the Riddler. Excuse me, the Joker in uh, Batman Returns. You know how the Joker always has a different origin story every time he talks to someone. Yeah. That's what Warren Oates does in uh, Two uh, Lane Blacktop. He just makes up a story, you know. Oh, hey, I just happen to be a traveling salesman or whatever. But it was great. Two Lane Blacktop. I'm gonna check it out. That's... I saw clips from all his movies. So he has a bunch of chickens, but he's gonna say like, "Hmm, I don't think fried chicken's gonna satisfy me. I think I want them to fight to the death. <laughs> I'm tired of eating chickens." Yeah, you know, I'm curious. I was curious about like that. Like after the chicken dies, do they eat them? But it's never talked about in the film. Well, doesn't the uh, you give it to the winner, and then the winner eats the it winner, in front of you? 
the winner does not get to keep the dead bird. Are you saying that's a thing in cockfighting? No. <laughs> I think the, the, the chicken who wins, now hear me out, eats the loser from the bones while giving eye contact to the other contestants. It's an intimidation. Uh, it's thing. an intimidation. Now here we have, guess who we have now? Harry Dean Stanton. More like Harry Dean Stanton. Look at that. He's, he's young and he's got hair. Yeah. Now, we know this guy from a million films, right? He's in Tulane Blacktop. He plays, he's listed as H.D. Uh, Stanton. He's a hitchhiker that gets sick of Warren Oates' shit. It's just a very small scene. And it's another Roger Corman film. Yeah. Yeah, this is a Roger Corman film, but you know, I always read about Roger Corman, and this is a rare film. This is kind of the point of our podcast. This is a rare film. It just happens to be on YouTube now, but it's, right. it's really impossible. You just read about it. You just never really had a chance to see it. But uh, the story goes that Corman hated this movie? No, he didn't hate it, but uh, it was a loser. It tanked. And uh, he's not used to that, you know. This was his, like, poor, you know, the, the ne'er-to-do-well son. And, um... He got interviewed about it. Let's see, it was at some recent film festival. Did you say ne'er to do, son? Ne'er to do well. Ugh, yuck, ugh. He's cutting up the, the chicken beak. Do yeah, not look at a, Boo. It's a ploy. What oh, I'll say it's a ploy. That's gross. No, don't look at it. Oh, do not. Oh, man. All right, so he's what just... What he wants to do is make it look like the chicken beak is cracked. And that way... People will be like, oh, this one's a loser, and they'll get higher odds on the bet. Oh, they'll be like, that looks like a broken chicken. Now, watch what he does here, right? Okay. He he, he doesn't speak, right? So he does... You see what I mean? Like, he doesn't talk, so he goes... He just sort of fingers... Forget it. You know I can't get a four-to-one bet. Huh. He's communicating through his fingers about gambling. So what he wants to do is show that it's a cracked beak... And that way, he'll get a four-to-one bet because no way is that chicken going to win. But he knows that chicken will win because it's not cracked. Oh. Well, what's the fine line between actually cracking the chicken's beak and making it look like it's cracked, but it isn't? If a chicken's beak is cracked, it is weak. And when he goes to packing stuff, it just, you know, it'll, it'll be loose, it'll flop. But since it was caught, it isn't... It's, it's like the on your fingernail. What do you call it? Cellulose? No. What's it called on your fingernail? Oh, this is such a gross fingernail. conversation, my friend. <laughs> so it's sort of cut into, but the, but the beak is there. It's firm and solid. By the way, this film, uh, not only was it uploaded from an Android phone, but it is not age-restricted. So you can see like some serious chicken damage Yeah. on YouTube. You would think a film with so much cock would be like rated F. Cockfighter. You know? You know, it's like, hey, honey, do you, let's go see Cockfighter in the theater. And she'll be like, okay, I'll go to a porno theater. And then she goes as chickens mm-hmm. killing each other. <laughs> what the hell is that? What this? the hell? Where's my boaters gone? Yeah, you know. No, I know you did meticulous research, and I did as well. I went to uh, pornmd.com and I typed in <laughs> Cockfighter. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't really yeah. help me. I think. Well, yeah, I know. I did the same thing as you by mistake, and it really looked painful. I mean, you know, the sword fighting part of it was okay, but bonking the balls? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the balls. That's the most tender part. 
you got to be careful. You got to be. I mean, sure, the sword, okay, but the balls? All right, so they're doing some chicken business, this chicken. They're, yeah. yeah. Okay, so he had to make the chicken lighter to qualify, okay. so he cut it. Um, uh, feathers, I'm trying to say fur. And now what they do is they get it so that the chickens are stuck together. And they're, that's, that's why they're going to fight, because they're... Tied together. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. So Roger Corman was upset that nobody wanted to watch this. Yeah, as a matter of fact, that's like his quote. Um, he ca- um, let's see. Oh, there's a ring. So who's that white guy in the white guy hat? Uh, that guy is like an official... And you'll see him way at the end when it's the big, big, uh, uh, big, big fight for the championship of all time. You know what I mean? Like the best cockfighter ever. <laughs> always around. Let's get ready to cockfight. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> that guy is like an official, an ah. official person. Man, these guys. So they're all farmers. Not necessarily. Okay, so. See what they do? They yeah. They get mad at each other. I don't want to put up the volume because then our audience will hear the chickens. Look, they're, they're not tied. Oh, for copyright reasons? Understood. Yeah, no, yeah. Those chickens, the estate... They're not they, tied. The family of the chickens that were killed in this movie uh, own a, a stake in this film, so I would have to pay so they them... they got them mad at each other. Oh, here, they're actually fighting right now. It, this is real, by the way. This is real. Like, this is not CGI yeah. chicken fight. No, it's... it's uh, and there's stuff about, like, take 50, because they just weren't mad and stuff but, like that. By the way, this chicken fight footage is courtesy of James Franco's archive. The archives of James Franco. Did he, is he accused of stuff like that? No, i just trying to make a joke. <laughs> he could, if that makes the joke funnier. So there's, who brought a kid to a cockfight? Is that you? Is he, are you the dad who brings a kid to a cockfight? <laughs> it's one girl brings a poodle. Like, the poodle's like, this is entertainment. <laughs> Would you bring your dogs to a cockfight? Uh, my dog? Yeah. I, no, they might attack the chicken. Well, this, I, I, um, this lady I has a poodle on her lap. Repulsive. I know. It's repulsive. It, it, the whole thing is... Ooh, they're really funny. do things fight to the death. See, that's the sound, people. We can't get realer than that. So let's riff on that. Uh, break a leg. Good luck, guys. Break a leg. <laughs> hey, chicken fighting to the death. You better wing it. Ah, oh, that's ironic. I'm ironically riffing a, mo- a chicken fight. Seriously, when was the last time you watched Mystery Science Theater and they were riffing a chicken fight? Only on this podcast. <laughs> we look at death and we ironically no, are detached from it. There's no mystery. <laughs> no science. No science. No theater. Hard battle it out. <laughs> this is the out. worst version of Mark Twain's uh, frog jumping story I've ever seen. <laughs> Oh, they are really fighting. Yeah, this is round three. It's still not over. By the way... When you leave the ring, yeah, you got to pull them all back in. Like, you can be disqualified or something like that. you got to pull them all back. Okay, he loses. He now, lost? His idea about the beak, it, 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 it worked against him. Yeah, well, I could have told him that. Oh, he, he actually broke. all his money. Yeah. Oh, that poor guy. And, no, let alone the poor chicken. Everything's Stanton is very happy. So everyone else leaves, huh? He gets the guy's 
money and like a few chickens or something, and he gets the trailer where the guy lives. You know what you saw in the beginning. So the so Warnotes lost everything. Right, and he will sacrifice his girlfriend, like as if the girlfriend came with the trailer or something. Yeah, you know that's funny because in, in two two lane blacktop they kind of play like that as well. Like she's kind of more of a commodity between the racers. The girlfriend is really an interesting story in real life. Her name is uh, Lori Bird. Right. She was a photographer, a model, an actress. She she was only in three films. She was really like a model who wasn't really an actress. Yeah, well, you she know, she appeared in three films in the seventies. Tulane Blacktop had uh, James Taylor and Dennis Wilson and her as leads, so they weren't actors. It was purposely not act, you know, primarily actors in the role. Yeah. And in that movie, she, her character was called the girl. Yeah. And the only other time she was in a movie was Annie Hall. Uh, she was Paul Simon's uh, girlfriend in Annie Hall. Oh, how funny! Now she dated um, Garfunkel, uh, and. Then she committed suicide in Garfunkel's apartment. What? Yeah, she took Valium and offed herself, and that was it. She lit, She was in three films. She slept with the stars. You know, she took pictures. She was a model. Huh. She was in big films. I mean, Annie Hall, you know. Yeah, I know. I know and what look, her been. she was really good in two-lane blacktop, and I'm sure that the parts we're talking over right now she's good in, but I had no idea. I was sad to hear. Yeah. Now, right now, what she's doing is she's saying, please don't give me a wet, you know, she's abandoning her and saying, Harry, you can take her. And Harry Dean Stanton's like, listen, I got a girl in Poughkeepsie. I don't know. Huh. Uh, now, she, Lori comes out, please don't leave me with yeah. Harry Dean Yeah, that's creepy. Stanton. Yeah. This is Georgia, by the way. He's a Georgian. Okay. And he's going off with his prize cock and right. uh, her, her prize cock. But he doesn't want to go with her because that would be embarrassing. No, I don't know. I think he just... He, when he's, ta- he's talking to himself now, if you can turn it up, Sam. All right. She'll be okay. I feel sorry for her in a way. But I didn't <laughs> worry about her. She was pretty and young, a good lady. You know, she could buy anywhere. Piss on her nor she wrote in on. There you go. See? She's young and pretty in a good way. She'll get by. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what a likable character this cockfighter is. <laughs> yeah. I thought I found that cockfighter to be sympathetic, but just the way he treats... Uh, <laughs> it's not just chickens he mistre- uh, mistreats. Right. Oh, so now, now he, he's, he, he's still trick, mute? you see is not to cut the groove too deep. If you cut too deep... This is it. He's hitching a ride, I guess. Well, yeah, and what he's, he's finding out is the officials knew it all the time that you were trying to... Two years ago, this medal could have been in your hand, but you had to shoot your mouth off and lose the bird you needed to win. Wait, that is a cockfighting medal with a year now, on it. That's important. What Why is that important? There? That's perverse. To, to the story, it's important that we learn he's about four hours away, five hours away from the big tournament, right? Right. And he's shooting his mouth off. My chicken will beat any chicken. So Henry Dan, Harry Dan Stanton is like, 
you're going to put your money where your mouth is. Basically, they, they bet now, and he goes, all right, big mouth. You know, instead of, like, doing it in the ring, they're going to do it here in this hotel so wait a minute, hang a second. This is this is not a flashback. This is happening right now. After he no, it's a flashback. Okay, this is a flashback. All right, and they're gonna have a chicken. And they're gonna have a chicken fight in the hotel. Right. Instead of just waiting four hours until the morning when they could have the official chicken fight, <laughs> cock fight, <laughs> uh, you know, for the national championship, he was showing the medal. This could have been yours. Oh my they God! They're in a fucking hotel room with the chickens. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> Two, one chicken civvy, two chicken civvies. Attack! Attack! Kaka! I love how these are actors. Now, oh! Slow motion? Yes. That was, the internet praises that. And I don't have the cinematographer's name in front of me, but it, it, almost every time you read about this film, it talks about how great the scene is. They're gross. You see how he leaped right over? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I gotta riff this, Carl, because I, I'm an ironic white guy who's. Uh, Detached from reality. <laughs> well, this is an actual death on screen that we'll see. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, at all, every every cockfight is an actual real death. And, and that was it. You do you think him? this is like a one take thing, or they do, do they stage many fights? I don't know about this one, but the internet said, yeah, lots of times it was like take twenty nine because you know it, they had to. It was real cockfighting, so. You know, they, they, the chickens were always forgetting their lines, and they didn't get the blocking right. You know, back then they didn't have a, a representative of PETA on the set. They had a representative yeah. from Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> waiting. I, I'm going to take them leftovers, y'all don't want. <laughs> they used to, uh, a very competitive bid against Kentucky Fried Chicken and Church's Chicken to... Uh, uh, to sponsor this movie and ultimately uh, KFC got it because they called them on a Sunday and churches was closed oh because it's uh, that is so funny it's churches they should <laughs> be closed Georgia. on Sunday blue laws in Georgia are so strict even the churches closed on Sunday <laughs> now look at Harry Gloton right you could have kept your mouth shut you could have just waited four hours so what our main character here, Frank, does is he takes a bow of silence. He's going to pretend that he's a mute okay. and keep his big mouth shut until the day he wins that you're the best cockfighter prize. But he just lost uh, everything. He lost his prize chicken that was definitely going to beat them all. I this... lost the draft, main draft pick, the night of the draft. That was uh, Toby McGuire. From what? Toby Maguire. Um, what's that? Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Oh, Jerry Maguire. I lost the top draft pick. <laughs> the draft. That's what he just did. You know, I, I'm looking, uh, we're watching this on YouTube, and you know how YouTube has a up next column on the right-hand side. One of the films suggested, it looks like a full-length movie, it's called Rooster Spurs of Death, and it's a, a Spanish movie. <laughs> Do you remember Steve Martin's joke about cockfighting um, years ago I don't remember it well in the jerk uh, they came to him and they started rolling the film and you see all the crowd it really looks like it's going to be a cat a, a cockfight and then it's cat juggling oh, oh right. my god I've heard about the cat 
tethering. He's all, he's, it's clearly Steve Martin in the footage. You know, he's looking all Mexican. Right, right. No, they're, they're, the people are asking him for money, and he, he can't believe it, so he gives them money for that. Oh, he, but, but he, he pays. I mean, it's a horrible thing, cockfighting. I mean, cat juggling. Cat juggling. <laughs> Oh, so he's back. He found another cockfight. Well, okay. So that was like over a year ago or six months ago or something right. like that. A vow of silence ever since. The girlfriend, Lori, we met, you know, thought he was a mute, as did so many people. And that's why she was saying, I heard you talking in your sleep. Right. If you talk in your sleep, you can talk while you're awake. What sort of dreams do you think cockfighters have? It was something about uh, Ruby. Rudy, something like that. She was a little jealous of it, too. Ruby, something. Uh, there's all good on Continental Trailways. <laughs> the Continental Trailways bus line, the main competitor of Greyhound. Whatever happened to Continental Trailways? Do they still exist? I, you're asking the wrong guy. I'm on the plane, my man. Oh, you fly up? That's a death, that's a death cabin right up there. <laughs> Right, winners take the bus. Yeah. Yeah, stay close to the you're, ground. You're always reading about a car crash. A bus crash, not so much. Not so much. Ooh, nice skillet cooking. Now, what he's doing here is he's going home. You know, he's lost his trailer. Right. He's lost everything. So he has so a wife cooking home. breakfast? No, no. This is like a sister and a, a brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. The thing is, he's, he owns this house, and the brother-in-law owns him, owes him $20,000, so he's coming home. So he could crash on the couch, is what you're saying? Well, so he can get his money. Oh. Because he's going he's gonna to take it, he's going to, you know, he lost, but he doesn't want to be mute forever. He's going to get himself some new cocks and get on his way to the main championship. Is he going to talk to his sister? He's still right. We haven't heard no, he from you in speak. six months. Well, if it ain't the Junior Birdman. Hey, it's that Begley Jr. What? It's that Egg Begley Jr.? No, it's not. Uh-huh. But you're right, he's in this film. He is in this film. It is not him. He looks so familiar. He might be this guy that played on Dallas. He's the brother-in-law, and basically what he's saying is, I ain't got your money. But it's your half, so you're welcome to stay as long as you please. Yeah, that sounds good. You get to stay as long as you please in your own house. So the um, the sister is like, would you like eggs, honey? He goes, no thanks. And then he takes a shot of bourbon. Oh, that sounds good. That's a good breakfast. Yeah, it's a breakfast of champions. By the way, I saw that you did breakfast of champions. Yeah. That the Bruce Willis? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry that I wasn't a part of it back then. I love that film and that author. So you saw that movie? We did do that. We did it with uh, Vince Mancini of Frostcast and um, Uproxx's own uh, Film Trunk website. He's a terrific uh, film reviewer, uh-huh. a local comedian, uh, California comedian, a local national act. So uh, it was good to have him there, and uh, it was a terrible movie. Oh, it's a great movie. Oh, oh, oh Carl. You just say that because you like everything people hate. <laughs> oh man, I hate that you say that. Look at that uh, taxidermy job in the hallway there. It's like, yeah. a, mm-hmm. 
What? Dear I, me. Do you want me to mount your uh, deer on the wall? Why just the head? Mount the neck while you're at it. <laughs> the ass is in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> no, he says, somebody's here to see you, and I think you know who. He's it's fine. his long, long, long-time fiancé. <clears throat> That's awkward. Her name is Mary Elizabeth, and... Her, as an actress, she is Patricia Piercy, and she hardly did a thing. This is her film debut. She was a supporting part in The Goodbye Girl. She was she was on T.J. Hooker in one episode in '84. She like she's not not a big deal, but she sure loves this cockfighter. They're making out. Now she's never seen him cockfight. She doesn't know anything about that side of his life. She just knows that he went away, and she's been missing him, and this boy asked her to get married, and she's hesitating because of this guy. Oh, the guy in the car? No, the mother is in the car going, hurry up, I got to the doctor's appointment. Honk, honk. If you turn it on, you'll hear a bunch of honking. Now watch what our hero does. He runs up to the mom. He's on the roof of the car. She just loves to abuse chickens and cars. She thinks it's adorable. Yeah, it's not psychotic at all. By the way, people every day climb on top of cars. When was the last time you climbed on the top of a car? I know. I'm going to commute to work on Friday. <laughs> I was watching this movie called uh, Dead Pigeon on uh, Beethoven Street. It's this Sam Fuller movie, and it's in uh, Bonn, and... Uh, the guy is at a train station and he's chasing guys. So he climbs up the uh, ladder uh, to the top of the uh, train station uh-huh. depot, and then he jumps off the roof of uh, and and, la- and jumps on top of the guy. And I go, man, that is not CGI. They really did fucking just <laughs> jump on top of a guy from the top of a bus depot, <laughs> train depot. It yeah. was cool. I have yeah. I often tell that to my kids when they're watching something. You know, like some incredible act, and I'm like, guys, you don't realize this film is, you know, like 91. I mean, they really did that. Yeah. So, so right now he's learning about the uh, marriage proposal, and he's like, I don't care. He, but he, he doesn't talk. That's the thing. Got myself a piece of land. Jolie gets me. He's getting a bargain. Yeah, look at him. He's doing that. He's smiling. He's nodding. Maybe he just wants to overact in front of everybody. You know, I, I got to tell you, Mike, as an actor, yes, I don't think he's overacting. I think he's really doing a good job. He conveys, I mean, he doesn't have to say a sentence. She knows exactly, you know, that sounds good, honey, I'm into that. You know, <laughs> he's conveying full thoughts with, like, expressions and, you know, shrugging a shoulder and... They should remake this movie with Martin Short in his role. Now, there's a guy who could... Uh... <laughs> At least you finally get him to shut up. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not a big Martin Short fan. So many people are, including Steve Martin. Um, fans of what? Including Steve Martin. Yeah, or fans of what? Of Martin Short. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hear you. Well, they're doing a live show together. That sounds right. Those two are bosom buddies. And yeah, like, those two. 
I give Martin Short a chance every time I see him because of Steve Martin. Um, if Steve sees the genius in him, it's got to be there. I'm looking hard. Well, whatever. I don't. I don't. I don't I'm not. I just know them as public figures. I, I don't know them as human beings, or or so. What would I know? Yeah, he comes up short, in my opinion. It comes up short. Is what you figure? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So again, here's more of her talking about yeah. their future together, and him being mute. Convey right, but still having a conversation with her. Well, know? if you've seen the director's cut, they show the, uh, it's more of an explicit sex scene. Oh, he's literally slapping his sides. It's a knee slapper. Uh, during the sex scene, he goes, uh, the way he says no teeth uh, was pretty amazing. <laughs> he said, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> was that, honey? I know. Two I words? Know yeah. Movie? Sounds like. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> And he knows a little something about cockfighting, so... Right, yeah, so he... And broken beaks. That's a low blow. He, um, yeah. he was Sergeant Hoka in Stripes, 1981, with Bill Murray. That's where I know him from. Huh. He was also in Heat of the Night with Sidney Poitier and not Archie Bunker. Yeah, Carol um, Mocha. You know, I see the movie, like, the last 15 minutes of it every time I turn on, like, a, a cable. I haven't seen the full thing of it. And that was a TV show later. You should see the full thing. It's worth it. It's a good film. Now, I didn't even notice that that, um, our hero here was in that movie until I was researching this one. Then I went and saw clips of it. And he he does a good job. Okay. I kind of just know... I I don't know where I know him. I mean, I know he was in... uh, He's a very impressed. I, mean, I saw him in Two Lane Blacktop, and I was really impressed by him. But I don't really. Uh... You don't know him from Stripes. Gosh, I know. Uh, wasn't John Larroquette in Stripes? I yeah. yeah yeah he was as the like bumbling commander. Yeah. Uh, the conceited commander is This was Sergeant Hulk. Wouldn't you like to take a swing at me? <laughs> um, he was you know he goes well I don't feel like being in the stockade. By the way, if you're still off. watching the movie, she's topless. You call that a top? Uh, no, she's topless. These are not 2017 boobs. Uh, in the 70s, you could have bad teeth and little boobs and still get a topless scene. <laughs> You're getting sick of me criticizing girls' boobs. She's a perfectly nice person. Okay, so he just walked off because she's like, don't go do cockfighting, be with me, and... His mute answer was, I'm putting on my shirt, and I'm leaving. Mike, if you're annoyed with me, I want you to know that there was only one uh, pedestrian fatality this week for me. Oh, you Oh, man. Suspended sentence. I hope everyone enjoyed the last episode. Carl was actually here in San Francisco, <laughs> live in the studio, and it was a great pleasure to have Carl in San Francisco, where we did six open mics, four open mics. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them, and thank you for that. I know oh, that no, was, it was uh, fun. It was good to see you out. You've been over backward to get me some uh, some time. Appreciate that. Yeah, no, it was good. You know, I'm doing my show tonight after this show. Is that Danny uh, Deutsch? Um, 
what what's your what tell tell us your show if you're in san francisco and you want uh to hear more of me i'm over at kavika's ocean beach deli it's my monthly show there uh-huh. and that's right by ocean beach right by uh where playland by the beach used to be in san francisco and it's in a terrific deli and Danny's not a part of that. That was a different show. Well, no, actually, Danny's usually there every month. Danny Detchi uh-huh. from the Gong Show is usually there every month. If you guys don't know it, Google him. He was on the Gong Show. It was a great, yeah. it was a funny performance. He used a pencil banging on his head to play William Tell Overture. That's uh, Danny Detchi. So you could go on YouTube and find uh, his clip on Gong Show. We, we revealed his act, but we won't reveal the verdict. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Listen, that's, yeah, you know what? I, I was about to give his joke, too. Okay, now, what has happened is, uh, in order to get his money, he has sold the family house. Huh. Yeah. It, he, he, out from under the, uh, the drunk-in-law and the sister, he sold the house they live in so he could get his money to fund his sock fighting. This guy's not nice. So they're like, what happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happy music. I sold my sister's <laughs> residence. Yeah. Look, his chicken's in his passenger seat. Got my chicken yeah. in the passenger seat. <laughs> Talk about a scrub. Now, you remember Splash, uh, 84, Yes. Tom Hanks. Uh-huh. And there was a science, what a week I'm having! And he had colleagues. And one of those colleagues was like, run along and find us a unicorn now. Okay. Remember that? Never saw Here the movie. Oh! You got, okay, <laughs> write this on your list. Splash, revisit stripes. They're Splash, revisit films. stripes. Yeah. What would that well, be like? Well, maybe you'll know this guy's face. Um, <laughs> those are separate movies. Did you see... The front page, uh, that old um, Terry Grant. No, what was his name? Yeah, yeah I've Terry se- Grant. I've seen the. I've seen the front page. It's Terry Grant. Is it Spencer? Tr- no, I think a Philadelphia story. But I, I've seen the Clute with Jane Fonda and. Oh, uh, uh, I don't think I've seen more than fifteen minutes in a row of Clute. Are you kidding me? That's the one where it's like. Donald's what about a- Private Parts? Howard Stern's Private Parts. Yeah, I've seen you saw that. that? Oh, yeah. Do you remember the 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 DJ that freaked out on the air and he was smashing records and Howard's father goes, Bubba Power invested in me on the FCC. I demand you to get stuck on the air. <laughs> well, anyway, there he is. Do you, do you recognize his face? Huh. What do you know? Maybe. Let me see what he sounds like. He was on... He's afraid to water chickens and roots. This year he's... I don't know about him. Cluck, 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 cluck. See? Just yeah, I can see his iceberg, but he's an ace cock. Ace cock. He goes, huh. Throw that I've chicken to the ground. I've seen better cocks on dudes. <laughs> I've seen better hey. cocks at glory holes. Look how he's kicking him. He's oh, kicking that cock. <laughs> cock kicker. Oh, look how mean he is. This is, this is all, listen, Peter people. 
This right. is all real. Ouch, don't oh, no, he's got a hatchet, ladies and gentlemen. He's got the chicken. What's he going to do with the chicken, Carl? Oh, cameraman. Hey, whoever the editor was, Carl, they need to be fucking fired for that. That's his mute way of saying, I don't like this chicken. I am not getting him. I'm not buying him. He killed the chicken. He beheaded the chicken. Yeah. Didn't that this chicken guy was go- in House Sitter, the Steve Martin movie, Goldie Hawn movie. He was in Unfaithfully Yours. I guess you don't recognize him. Either that or I'm trying to burn like all those movies out of my memory hall. <laughs> those are good films. Burning Down the House? Splash. Clute was not a good film. Splash was. House Sitter was. House Sitter was? What's That's wrong the one with where Goldie Hawn shows up pretending to be the uh, husband of Steve Martin and he gets manipulated and having to go along with the story. Yeah, all right, whatever. You're wrong. Okay, all right. It's not a good film, that one. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it for a lot of years. I'm sure you're right. Now, what he's proposing, our friend from Splash, who you don't know, his name is Shull, Richard Shull. In the film, he's called Omar Baradinsky. Whatever. He's saying, let's be partners. What do you say, pal? Just until the big just until the big scene at the end of the movie. And they agree. Great. So Sick with um with our hero's money and splash dudes like you know, equipment and chickens and you know, pickup trucks and everything, they're gonna go all the way to uh, the big this is the invite. My cursive isn't so good, out of focus. And yeah, this is away. great. He's reading an invite. You are cordially invited to watch chickens beat each other to death <laughs> over at the solar panel uh, cemetery. <laughs> what is this? It looks like, is this a lean-to? Is this like all people sleeping in tents ready for the... No, it, if you see how tall he, they are walking along. Yeah. This is a cock size, and chickens are in there. And eat, look, you see one coming out. Oh, uh, I see. To the top so, left. Those are make two chicken coops. Yes, and yeah, now you can see the the uh, cocks prancing around. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. On parade. Hey, there's a cock poking out of there. This is why this guy is a worthy person to be a partner with. He's got what you need. You know, he's got all sorts of facilities, and our hero has the money. Right. So this guy has the chickens. This guy has evicted his, his sister, so he has money. Yeah, that's right. And they're gonna, he's going to invest it in chicken-killing uh, chickens. And he really admires our hero, Frank. You know, he thinks he's just one of the greatest chicken fighters ever. Oh, now they're making the partnership. Before their handshake was just saying hello, but right now they're making the partnership. He's getting the, uh, giving the chickens water. This will be right. like the Rocky montage. God, if, oh, I see. This is a keep feeling higher, right? Right. Da, 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 oh, no, da, look at that. He's, he's putting in, uh, he's shooting him up still. with roids. <laughs> Juice. I, I like my chickens juicy. What do you think about juicing chickens, Carl? Well, I, I think, you know, I, look, especially breast meat can be very dry. Yeah, so, so juicy chickens are, are you okay with It's okay with me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, 
when it comes to dark meat, I think it's unnecessary, but... Oh, okay. For, for, for chicken breast itself. Now, it's funny. Nobody in this movie is eating chicken. <laughs> no one's interested in eating these chickens. Yeah, I'm going to eat, eat, breathe, it's cockfighting. Cock, I eat cock. <laughs> do, do people eat cock? Can you eat cock meat? Um, yeah, listen, the internet is pro- proof. That, uh, actually, the truth is, yes, uh, it isn't just hens that are, only hens lay eggs, of course, but right. it is definitely, uh, roosters are definitely part of your chicken dinner, yes. Okay. Is there, is it on the labeling that tells me what kind of, if it's a if hen? The sex? No. Yeah. I just, you know. Uh, so look at this, he's being nice to chickens, he's feeding them. Yep, he's, it's chicken feed, so. Okay. Oh, so here we go. All right. Before we start the fight, here's Mike Spiegelman. Hi, guys. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. We got a lot of good, not comics, a lot of good cocks out here. Boo, bring out the chickens. Boo, we want to see the chicken fight to the death. Get off the stage. You're not funny. Bring out the chickens fighting to the death. Well, this is an open chicken fight. It's it's like it's a it's uh you know it's new stuff. People trying out new material. Oh yeah. You know what? The new material doesn't work. I think I'm gonna stick with the old material. Killing the other chicken. You suck. I think someone said you suck. Well, one of them had a very good uh, joke. You had it on mute. He said. Do you notice that these guys, they, the audience, are very rude. They place their feet and soda cans and beer cans on the ring, on the on the brick ring. Like, the guy has a Coca-Cola can. I will never Not drink cool. Coca-Cola again. Without thinking of chicken fighting. That's death. all disqualified. He's disqualified, chicken. Yeah. That's the greatest shame that chicken could face. Yeah, look at him with his hand on his... Uh, oh, you're out! My cock was bored. How could he be a runner? A runner's a cock that runs, Omar. Pete wins, damn it. Y'all's his cock. What's the matter, chicken? Colonel Sanders? <laughs> anyway. I just forgot where it was. Here, but the river's there. I took that Spaceballs joke where he goes, uh, What's the matter, Colonel He's like, Sanders? Here's some of Frank's money. Oh, that's the house money of the uh, the sister. Yeah, yeah the sister and could have been living under a roof. If, yeah, if it was for his obsession with financing chicken cockfighting. Your chicken's a runner. Now he's gonna make like he's like, I like your chicken, and I'll bet you fifty bucks. One two fights. I'd like to bet you twenty five dollars even money. <laughs> well, I got it. The other chickens just called me chicken. Bok 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 bok. So it wasn't 50 bucks, it's 25 bucks. And they agree. Even money, they'll make... He inspected his chicken to see if there's something about it. It's okay. That's all right. Chicken's packing heat. It's a little chicken uh, holster. Under his wing. All right, here comes another chicken fight. But this one has the excitement of the side bet of $25. 
Side better or not, Carl, you never take me on a good place on our dates. <laughs> what do you say? These are the best seats ever. You got a you got a soda can holder? I got these white guys next to me yelling at these chickens. Uh, it's not a good night for me. You call these seats? They're more like folding chairs next to two chickens fighting. <laughs> it's a cockfight. No football players ever get in trouble for cockfights, right? Dog fighting. You're taking a dog fighting. Right. right. Now, if this was a dog fighting movie, it'd be like, what? Oh, my God. Look what he's doing. See that? He's blowing the chicken. He's putting his finger up his butt. Watch. See that? Serious. He goes, hey, look. Put a finger up his butt. Oh, that's a disqualification. Because we're talking about my dad does that. Go ahead. Let's listen. Let's okay. Listen. All right. When you stick your finger in a cock's eyes Come like on, that, with, a foul? with that sharp fingernail, that's a foul. That's the way to throw a foul. It's foul in many ways. <laughs> many ways is it foul. <laughs> when you stick your finger up a chicken's ass before a cockfight, that's and really he, foul. He so many levels. Because his father told him this. <laughs> his father was Chester the Molester. <laughs> It's okay, son. I get so excited. It sure does. Now he's like, okay, where's my money? He goes, oh, you know, I was so confident I was going to win. I didn't bring my wallet. Let me run home and get some money. <laughs> it's like um, Paul Newman and Tom Cruise in the, like, uh, pool. Color of money? Bedding. Yeah. He goes, ah, God, don't you get Give me that. Oh, what's oh this? he's oh, pulling out his wallet. What's this? He dropped his chicken. A wallet? Holy cow, 25 bucks. What do you know? Listen, <laughs> you know Frank's a good man. So he only takes the $25. What a great guy. And he drops the wallet next to the dead chicken. Now he's playing the guitar here. Right. This okay. is before um, he, him and his friend takes another guitar and have the guitars fight to death. <laughs> this is my guitar, El Camon. <laughs> <laughs> You see, the guy who wrote this screenplay, he wrote a novel. It was the same name, Cockfighter. Okay. He was the one who adapted the novel to the screen, and he made several major plot changes. One of them was that our hero here was a serious, serious musician who gave up musicianship to do this. The only time you ever see him plucking a guitar is in that scene. So what did he give up in the movie? The girl, for one. Also, he said he was a pilot, he did jet skiing. Oh. In the novel, apparently, he doesn't just say that. You know, they go through the trials and tribulations of him becoming a pilot. Now, I didn't read it, maybe it's only four paragraphs, but they detail it. The guy's name is Charles Wilford. Okay. So, so wait, Charles Wilford, did he write 52 Pickup? That's like one of my favorite books. I'll have to check. No, there's a book called 52 Pickup. It's not the movie with Roy Schneider, as cool as that sounds. By the way, have you ever played 52 Pickup? I should teach you these. It's a really interesting (laughs) game. You love that game. Well, we have East Coast Rules here. Oh, you have to show me. I'll play. East Coast Rules, you pick them up. (laughs) (laughs) So, Roger Corman's wife and his business partner, Julie, she's the one who found this novel. And Roger, like, took shine to the idea of portraying, like, a blood sport, because this had never been done 
on screen before. No one had ever done a movie about uh, cockfighting. So he thought he's got something great here, uh, but he didn't. Um, well, he just wrote a letter I've and put it in the post. Okay. Roger Corman said it was the only movie he ever backed in the 1970s that lost money. Um, he had it recut and reissued under the title Born to Kill, but it still didn't succeed. What was it Nobody called? went to see it. Born to Kill. Huh. And let's check this out. The film's tagline, right? He was trying to make money. Film Corman, uh, Roger Corman was trying to make money. So he made the tagline on the poster. He came to town with a cock in his hand, and he did what's illegal in 49 states. <laughs> People still oh. want to go see this movie. So he doesn't visit Utah. To my knowledge, no one has ever made a picture about cockfighting. Now I know what, why no one wants to see a picture about cockfighting. <laughs> I mean, I would rather sit through Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone in the underground arm wrestling uh, league. Oh, yeah. That was terrible. I mean, I believe that more than I believe this. Well, I say I believe this. <laughs> well, this is real by the way, and these places they're going. Okay, so look, he's on the circuit now. It's and there's Harry Dean. The, right, he just comes into him. And Harry Dean says, you know that girl that you uh, gave me? Yeah. Yeah, I married her. Oh. That bird is a lady. <laughs> so uh, she's a lady now, that's right. And... Um, so he says begrudgingly, watch how good he's an actor. He goes, congratulations. Is it right now? Yeah, he's learning right Hola. now. You know that I married her. Remember Dodie White? Well, I married her, Frank. Now watch his acting. He's like, you can't believe it. Then he's disgusted. He goes, no, stop. And he goes, congratulations. You see how he's acting without speaking? What a ham. <laughs> I mean, the ham would have made it worse. Do you ever do you ever watch like some uh, news pundits on uh, cable news uh, networks? They'll mug to the camera, like Curtis Sweeway. Uh, remember that guy from The Guardian Angel? Yeah, the... Radio guy. Yeah, or him or like Ted Nugent. When they're on like a a news show and they have it like split screen so you see all the pundits on the screen. Right. They'll like react to people's uh, uh, punditry. To to turn your uh, your gaze towards them. Yeah, so they'll like, you'll say, well, I think, and they'll go, they'll roll their eyes. You know? Yeah, hamming it up. Yeah. That's acting. What he said wasn't so outrageous. Sliwa? <laughs> curse Sliwa? Oh, did I ever tell you my Curse Sliwa story? No, please do. So, um, in the 80s, uh, you know, like any young New Jerseyan, uh, teenage New Jerseyan, I took the decamp bus over to uh, New York City, and the last bus that left Port Authority was at 1230, and you had to be there. And uh, one time I really, really had to pee, and I was a teenager, so I... In, I was peeing in the subway station. <laughs> <laughs> I love 17-year-old Mike. He's the greatest dude. 
Go ahead. Okay, so like you're relieving yourself. I was relieved. So like you know, like the Port Authority has like, it's been a while since I've taken the subway, but you can get lost in like uh, staircases and tunnels and passageways, and it was one of those things where it was like you know on route to the Port Authority, but it was still kind of the subway station, and I started peeing on the wall, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I hear people approach, so I stopped, I kegled, like, and I was 17, so my kegels were like the best, you know, it was the peak kegel. Yeah. Because you peak your kegels when you're 17. And uh, <laughs> I stopped and I zipped and I started walking and like fucking Curtis Freeway and like a bunch of uh, guardian angels were walking by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the story doesn't end with you getting caught? No. <laughs> My man, Mike. Pee and flea. 17-year-old pee and flea. That's how uh, That's I was right. top of the world. Of- Ladies and gentlemen, this is a quality person you're talking, you're listening to. He won the Peabody Award for uh, <laughs> peeing on somebody. Yeah, I no, I got to pee off my body. Uh, speaking of laughter and mirth, uh, another chicken is just was mauled to death. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. The, the internet praises Roger Corman, calling this a not an exploitation film. And I guess in a literal sense, it's true. He doesn't glorify the violence. He doesn't. Ooh, he just know, says, there's a no genre of cockfighting. Boo! There's there's humans fighting in the ring. Boo! You're degrading <laughs> the sport. Yeah. Put it back in your pants. <laughs> no, not that cockfighting. Oh, 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 excuse me. Well, it's not exploitative. I mean, the only exploitative would have been the slow motion, and even that was in a motel room, which is pretty bizarre, but it was to tell the story. It, yeah, it was to tell the story. He's not really exploiting anything here, like your lust or your fear or something in the news. Well, something in the news would be cockfighting and this illegal sport, and here's a movie that that shows you the illegal sport. Oh, this is prior, prior to it being illegal. This is legal? Yes. And there's a national championship. Okay, so what's going on here is... They're all a bunch of guys in a hotel room. It's exactly what you were talking about, Mike, exactly. If you listen to them, it's getting more and more illegal and frowned upon. So what they're pl- doing is they're going to have Just it in a, a hotel feet. room. They're going to do it in a hotel room? Carpet like so this they, all night. Yeah, so that nobody... It's getting frowned upon and uh, shut down in places and reporters Carl, come. Carl, isn't this the theme of your new Netflix sitcom? Carl, <laughs> it's called Carl Hotel. And it's, it's about the Carl Hotel on Carl Street, San Francisco, and Carl's the proprietor. <laughs> These aren't the cops when he's fighting. And... The, <laughs> But all the all the uh, all, everyone just goes and has cockfights in your room. <laughs> and, and and the deaths are real. By yeah, the, the deaths are real. The Netflix sitcom. Well, it's Netflix, you know. Oh my God, he's juicing! What are you talking about? There's Viagra in his bag. <laughs> you are fired, Mister. So he's gonna you have give a cock. A bad name to the sport. Sorry, so what's the guy with the cigar saying? starts at 10 a.m. in the morning. Mimeograph schedules will be run off and slipped under your doors tonight. Oh, so they're really going to have chicken fights in the hotel. To, yeah, I want to listen to this because he's like, we shouldn't do this. And there's some sort of robbery, and I want to see if they're behind it. I don't know. All right. This is the he, only time you ever see him actually write something. He can't yeah. say it with his eyebrows or with his shoulders or with a nudge. Yeah, you're right. We could lose our chickens in our head. 
But we could get fat off those Nashville gamblers. Look, why don't you take our derby birds on to Cook's Hollow? I'll take the other birds in a truck, go to a motel outside of town, come back and do some gambling anyway. I should have brought another handkerchief. When I ask Fred Reed for that entry feedback, he's going to cry. Is it going to be chicken? Egg Bailey Jr. Egg. Oh, there's Ed Bailey Jr. Right. Jesus Christ. It's a little he's string so bean. Young. Yeah. I see on the board you look. Ooh, double cola. Oh, man, I want some double cola, dude. That's a real thing? Yeah, there was a sign, Carl, for make it. double cola. Tell little Joe. Uh, Mr. Mansfield hadn't fought in this neck of woods for some time, Tom. Well, he's a six-time winner. So they're talking about this talk, little Joe, who's a six-time winner, as you said, and he's Ed Bakley Jr.'s like pet as much as a cockfighter. In your mouth. Oh, <laughs> we ain't gonna risk old little Joe just on fifty dollars, huh? And you gave him two to one. So he's saying he's in his meat uh, manner. He's flashing his hands five times to let them know. It's a a bet. It's a bet. All right. They're going to fight unprofessionally, like, you know, like who are professionals in a pool hall saying, I'll take you on, fat. (sighs) Four to one odds. I'll tell you, you know, I always thought billiard movies were dull, but they'd be refreshing at this point. They'd be like, hey, do you want to see a movie uh, called uh, Fresh? It's about a chess chair. Nah, I don't want to watch chess. Do you want to watch chicken fighting? Nah, maybe I will watch chess. <laughs> okay, so um, I hear what you're saying. There is going to be some action. Okay. It doesn't happen until after the cockfight, though. This could so be gonna some... go into the barn and. All right. Except Ed. Oh, look at him! Look at him! Dead. See that? Okay. When the chickens die, they get thrown into the tub. They were asking that question. Now this. You see, this is. I don't understand what this scene is really about. He hears something. And it's like stick him up. Everybody, nobody moves. Kind of thing. So he's hiding his money. In his chicken. In the dead chicken. Everybody in the, you know. Oh, yeah, all right. So I thought maybe the two of them arranged it because our hero is nowhere to be seen. He's wearing a Richard yeah, Nixon mask. Up against the yeah. Walls. It's just like uh, Point Break. Is that what it was called? Oh, I, I thought you were talking about the porn movie Cockfighter. Yeah, point break. Now, do you recognize her? She is our wife of... She's the old boyfriend. Oh, all right. Now, what... She's the old girlfriend. Now, what are they? these guys' masks? I don't recognize any president. No, they just got uh, weird old man masks. So, they are... They've come to cockfight with lots and lots of cash because they're going to bet, 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 bet because that's what it's all about. And they're getting robbed of all that money. And I think that happened in 
Goodfellas, right? The mobsters were all playing poker. They were playing poker. Oh, so I get what's going on. There's going to have a gambling, uh, illegal gambling thing in the hotel. So these criminals come and they rob the criminals of their money. They can't exactly call the cops. Right. Yeah, that's the point of it, right. And they're taking their pants with the wallets in it. No, they're just taking their pants off so that nobody makes a move. Well, there's a couple moves you can make with your pants off. I guess that's the it is. It is cockfighting, after all. Well, there's his buddy, right? Uh, yes, but... Okay, so the point of taking their pants off is you're not going to run out into the hall and... Oh, uh, uh, they went the back. Thing. Give me that money. That's right. So... You didn't have the audio up. But right. It starts with their laughing, like, your pants are off, your pants are off, and they're all laughing. And then the eye guy goes, you didn't get my money. Right. No, I see that. Back. And they came back and they got the money. Yeah. But I don't think they got the chicken money, the, the money that he hid in the dead chicken. Okay, so here we are, like, yes, I'll take your bet. I, you know, let's go see little Joe. Where is it? Big Joe. And they're going to the barn where they're going to have the fight. And that's a very young Bakley Jr. Maybe you could turn it up to hear his voice. Everybody knows he was on. Feels just like a baseball. (laughs) Sure's a shame for little Joe to kill a pretty little chicken like this. Yeah, finally, some voice of fucking reason in this goddamn movie. Well, no, he's bragging about his own chicken. We'll kill this chicken. Most people know him from St. Elsewhere, the TV series. Um, Uh, Yeah. He was in. that Richard. Go ahead. Chips the movie. The new one? Yeah, he's in the new one. Uh-huh. He's a he motorist. He's in the new Ghostbusters. Huh. <laughs> he's in oh, the new boy. Chips and the new Ghostbusters? <laughs> well, yeah, the new well, Ghostbusters was 2016, the internet tells me. 27. a lot of things I never noticed. He was in Pineapple Express, Batman Forever, The Accidental Tourist. This is Spinal Tap. Right. Officer and a gentleman. Oh, you, you remember that? What was he in Spinal Tap? He played Ed Begley Jr. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> <coughs> there was some scenes okay. that were cut. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He was a clown. So now so. it's the big fight. He's been bragging, bragging, bragging about Big Joe. Once again, this is all real, folks. Now, guess what? It's over. Ed Begley Jr. is heartbroken. He's crushed. He lost, huh? Wait, yeah, he's, he's they're human he's fighting? Dead, dead. Look, he looks like a chicken. <laughs> he's doing a human fight. <laughs> they're human chicken fighting? Is that such a thing? Whoa, they're not chickens. What are they doing? Carl, you got to tie their arms together at least. <laughs> yeah, right. And, oh, look, you're taking a bite out of his chicken leg. Oh, that is just yum. disgraceful fighting. Yum, yum. Come on, that's beneath us cockfighters to be biting each other. He throws them through the... Every time uh, Ed Begley Jr. comes at uh, um, Frank, our hero Frank, he just, like, gets rid of him, throws him off. Right. Locks them off, as it were. It's the guy who owns the ranch. He's like, nah, no problem. 
I was mean to break that wall down anyway. <laughs> it's the dad, by the way. Oh, Ed Begley Sr.? Well, no, not in real life. But yes, in the movie, it's Ed Begley Sr. Oh. Now, here's your money. Now, it's not over. It's not over. Ed Begley Jr. is not putting up with this. All right, let's put the sound on for the uh, outburst. You can't get no better cutters than Palmetto's. All ten's all the stock I got. You can't take all ten. He's saying, you oh, owe come on, me. Man. You made a bet. Ah! Look. Whoa! <laughs> now, does that look like he was knocked unconscious? Probably. Oh, okay, you believe it. Okay, because in the film, he's unconscious now. I think Egg Bagley Jr. only wanted to ask him a question. <laughs> when that's why he ran and smashed his car with an axe? Right. Yeah. Now, that, that's the dad, and he's uh, like, you shouldn't leave him under there too long. Son, you shouldn't waterboard my own son. <laughs> Are you waterboarding my own son? You lift his head up. There's Ed, oh. Ed, Ed Bigley acting. Yeah, yeah, humiliated, humiliated. Now, what's my motivation? Okay, you are wet. <laughs> Can we, we're going to waterboard your head while the camera runs, uh, so you'll be underwater for 15 seconds, okay? All right, here we go, waterboarder. Now, here we are back at Mr. Splash's house with all his rich money, and they're having success and victories, you know? And um, I didn't quite understand that getting ripped off scene. Uh, this is some sort of celebration or something. I don't know. They're, they're doing well. They're making their money. Oh, what are they doing? They have four champagne glasses up? Now they're getting all fancy? Yeah, this is an old thing. It's people do they they stack the champagne glasses up for however many there's going to be right and then they pour it in and everyone you know so it makes a little fountain it, it adds to the celebration and there's three of them and there's three glasses four four yeah. and one for elijah champagne really pop what who is elijah uh, you you leave an uh, extra glass of wine <laughs> on your passover seder table oh right of course yes for elijah <laughs> who comes to the door Ding dong. You know, my father would always go to the uh, door and open it to let Elijah in, but I think he was just farting all the food he <laughs> ate at the Passover Seder table. It was a big meal. Now, Elijah was, there were two sons of Abraham, and one went on to make the Arab world, something like that. Isn't that right? And the other one was a, a wannabe rapper, white rapper. <laughs> Wasn't there Joshua and Elijah, and Elijah became... The Arab, or maybe you don't know the story. Wait, no, no, hang on. I know the song. Hang on. It's like Elijah Zed, Elijah Zed, Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know the story, the Bible. Okay. You know. Uh, well, there was Isaac, Isaiah. Uh huh. Yeah, that's what it was. It Are was you checking Isaac, IMDb Isaiah. again? <laughs> Are you checking IMDb again? I am. I am a dumb butt. What's IMDb? Is that the uh, movie thing? Yeah, I was, I was, I was making that. a joke because you were telling me the, the sons of Abraham, and I said, never mind. Oh, is that a movie? No, that's the joke. Okay, never mind. I'm so 
Hey, by the way, uh, two people have canceled so far as we've been sitting here. So whatever show I... We have I... had a very unfunny five minutes here as I floundered around not understanding. Sorry. Sorry, Carl, I had a... I was a little bit silent. Not for what you think. I actually had to respond back to somebody and let them know it's okay to cancel. <laughs> but don't you just not follow him? It's just a click of... Okay, never mind. Okay. See, he's, he's in a Sunday bath here. Right. Um, he thinks that he's going to see his fiance, but really it's his fiance's dad. Oh, he's and at the... There he is. He's you know at the porch. What drink is he holding? Chief referee. And don't think I won't be watching every move you make. That is that You know, I uh, promised Martha I'd quit, but Milledgeville only comes once a year, so she slipped my collar for a few days. Say, uh, you got a partner now? I guess I'll have to ask him how my little white chicken's getting along. Come on, buy you a drink. Another thing I want to know is, how come they didn't catch you with your pants down in Chattanooga? Right. It looks right. Yeah, yeah. I want to know too. Well, I think it was him because he didn't say anything. Yeah, but he was with Ed Begley Jr. They kept cutting back and forth to let us know he wasn't there. Yeah, but that's not what the cockfighters think. Yeah, I guess. Oh, look, they're making a curl. Orange juice, no ice. <laughs> Vodka. What he's doing is he's saying, no matter how it turns out tomorrow, I'm so happy that I was your partner. And you're the greatest, greatest, greatest guy. What bullshit, right? Yeah. This was a full length movie. Oh, there she is again. Let's watch a full length movie. So this is all legal. They're walking around with numbers on their back because that's their number of the cockfighting competition. Right. Yes, that's exactly right. But it's getting frowned upon and threatening that it will be canceled, and that's part of this movie's drama. Oh, boo-hoo. Yeah, they just don't understand slavery. What'd you say? Well, I relate this to, like, people who are pro-slavery going, we got to stick together. Right, They're yeah, against yeah. us. You know, it... Yeah. Yeah, it is a change. Like, even, uh... Yeah, well, you know, thank God Trump's rolling back all those chicken uh, cockfighting regulations. <laughs> There's too much regulation on business of cockfighting. Yeah. He should bring back cockfighting. So this director began his career... As an apprentice on ABC TV, he got noticed. He made his directorial debut with the horror film Beast from the Haunted Cave in 1959, produced by Roger Corman. Oh. So that's not too much left, but I think one of them, these credits you'll like. He'd later gain recognition for The Western Ride and The Whirlwind, 66, starring Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah, I never and saw that one. Yeah, me neither, but apparently it launched Nicholson. And he made the independent movie Two Lane Backtop. You got to see that, Carl. What an amazing movie. Yes, I actually have it written down here. Starring James Taylor and Dennis Wilson. So was Dennis Wilson the... Um, um, the drummer who... Guy? Yeah, he uh, he drowned. Outside, outside. Oh, okay. uh, he was by his boat and he fell off his boat. 
He drank two That's bottles of vodka that morning. You don't think that contributed to it? No, I, I think uh, it was. It, it's an interesting story, the Beast Boys. But yeah, you know, I, I I say I say that, but you know, I don't know. Now he wrote a letter to his fiance that you remember, right, Monty? And Hellman. it was like, yeah, listen, you you Cock you and funny. I will never know if we're going to be a pair unless you know me as a cockfighter. And you don't. So come to this big, big championship. Here's your ticket. It's all paid. Come see me, you know, be the coach of cockfighting. And you'll see why I'm great, great, great. There's my son, Keith. That is such an inside joke. It's inside my head. Yeah, I think it's going to stay there for a while. <laughs> Look at you all these people. You know what? The worst is having cockfights outdoors in the hot sun. It's just not fair to the uh, spectators. Did so, you see her in her newspaper hat? Yeah, because you know why she had a newspaper hat? Because it was sheer, that cockfight was sheer torture. From the sun overhead, <laughs> just burning the hole, you know, like, gotta cover your head. Otherwise, it's just torture watching the cockfights. I'm like a baked bird out here. Bird, bird. Remember our, our last uh, The girl from bird? Starship yeah. Venus, which is available on Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube.blogspot.com. They talk about Bert Bird, the human being. In their eat. bodies. Bert Bird in their bodies. <laughs> All right, here comes they another cockfight. Exactly. I think I'm better at making jokes, riffing cockfights. <laughs> that cock's not seven inches. <laughs> that's not regulation you can't be in a porno you're six inches so I got uh, some Corman facts here okay. he started many young film directors you know he's a producer all the time we're very familiar that's with Mr. Roger Corman he he's, he's still alive Ron Howard Martin yeah. Scorsese he started Jonathan yep. Demme he started yep. uh-huh. James Cameron yep uh, he helped, it says, helped launch the careers of Peter Fonda and Jack Nicholson. It doesn't say he launched. He that. also, also Joe Dante uh, did a lot of movies for, he did Piranha for uh, Corman, which uh, James Cameron worked on. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a lot more, a lot more talent that really kind of uh, got to help because of him. So this is uh, Corman's disappointment, this film. And the only film that didn't make money in the 70s for he claimed. So this is a notar- uh, Also, all the chickens died, too. But that's less... <laughs> no, this is a notorious movie. Corman lost money. Yeah. Deservedly so, I would say, right? It's weird because, you know, if you watch Tulane Blacktop, it's all about these guys that race uh, hot rods and they go around the country finding other people. And this one is all about people who f- fight chickens to death and about the people who are into it. It's just weird. Yeah. In one of the first instamatics, right? You right. You peel it back. Now, yeah. we're seeing the, the flashback yeah. to the death. I'm watching this chicken get chickens. beat the fuck up every day. Yeah. That's what made him a mute. That's what's got him started on, you know, that's what made him sell his uh, sister's house. That's what got him here to this, to the big fight. Wow. Look how much money he's got. That's like 30 bucks yeah. right there. 
<laughs> but in, in those days, that was like 60. Yeah. I have the volume up, but he's not talking. You know, actually, the the first words he says in this movie? <laughs> yeah. No refunds. No refunds. Uh, let me guess. The first thing he says is, uh, you guys want to go to Chick-fil-A? No. All right, here comes the big... I told you... What's that? I think I told you everything I know about this film, and it's ending now. I hope so. <laughs> it's Harry Dean and Warren Oates, and they got one more chicken fight against each other. What's your favorite fight movie? Girl fight? Food fight? Fist fight? It's cockfight. Cockfight. So, Cat fight? you see the empty seat, right? Yeah. That is the Beyonce seat. Where is she? Or 5-2, and they'll fight in short heels. All right, let's fill them. I got 20 on the way. There we go. Oh, they're fighting already. Alright, here we go. I got money on uh, red. I got money on red. You should have money on white. Oh, you think Warren Oates' says chickens can win? <laughs> Carl, five dollars on uh, Terry Dean Stannon's bird. Oh, I would make that bad. <laughs> Being as we can rewind it as much as we want. That reminds me. Can I tell you a joke? I wish you would, yes, please. Okay, this is from Henny Youngman's joke book. Uh, a guy and his buddy are watching a movie and the hero is racing his horse to the edge of a cliff. And uh, the bad guys are coming and he has one thing to do. He has to jump over the cliff. And just before he jumps, the guy turns to his friend and says, I bet you $5 he doesn't make it. And the guy says, you're on. And the guy jumps over and he made it. And okay. here's $5. He says, wait a minute, didn't you see this movie before? <laughs> and he says, yeah, I thought this time he wouldn't make it. That's so, good, Henny. Hey, so what I was telling that Henny Youngman joke, we actually did see a person eat chicken during the cockfight. Did you see that in the audience? Yes, I did. And guess who showed up? Bird. Guys eating chicken. Yeah. Bird showed up. How ironic. Lauren Bird. Oh, no. Lauren Bird was the girlfriend who died. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's only in that scene. The fiancé showed up. The fiancé showed up and has taken her seat, and now she's watching her man, she loves, cockfighting. Oh, At so, his invitation and request. You know what? I thought the uh, I thought Harry Dean dated, married Lori, Lauren Bird. He married this old fiancé. So at the beginning of the movie... Um, he makes a bet, and he bets everything with Harry Dean Stanton, including his his uh, mobile, you know, his yeah. his mobile home, his rent, all his money, and the girl. Right. Then he went home to visit the sister and hooked up with his old fiance. But that fiance He's never seen him cockfight. Oh, all right, I got gotcha. you. I'm up to speed. Let's then watch. Hero writes a story. Uh, writes a letter. That says you got to come and see this because if you don't know this part of me, how can we be married? You've got to know this part of me. 
So it's uh, at his invitation and request. Curl. I'll marry you, but I have to let you know I kill chickens to the death. So you have to come and see me. Or you could just put yeah. this letter down and, and not talk to me ever again. Count. Count's going on. Bok, bok. Bok. Is this the end of chicken? Frank lost. One for Mr. No. I'm picking up, Ed. My rooster's dead. Well, they they, they both died. Get ready. Frank wins. Huh. The winner, Mr. Mansfield. Because his chicken died second? Uh, yeah, but it's also like a point system. And oh, sure, the wait, points. is he alive? Maybe he's alive. No, he's dead. He's dead. Okay, where's uh, Beyonce going? She's going to her PETA meeting. Look at he's running around like a chicken. Nice VW bug. Yeah. Those cars really annoy you, don't they? Uh, no, he says, she says, I don't, don't touch, me. touch me. Ever. Don't even touch me. I should have watched you in the ring long ago. You are not the man I fell in love with. Now I know you never were. Uh, I didn't watch those. He invited her I here. Your face. No pity, no love, nothing. I wasn't watching I the chickens. I was watching your face. Heart than you ever will have. He sure as hell has more of a voice. Now watch what our hero does. Rips off his head. Uh huh. And give it to her. I don't think that's how it works. Supposed to work. She he gave her the, the head. Now she said something I forget, but it was important. Thank you. This is your substitute for a heart. At least oh, it yeah. served to remind me what a damn fool I have been. Wow. Now, I'm with good news. I got good news. <laughs> hey, good. Senator Foxhall just awarded you Cuckfighter of the Year. Come yeah. on, let's hustle. As your partner, I'm entitled to a little reflected glory. Maybe you can sleep with your medal, Frank, and eat it all at the same time. And have a bucket of chicken while you're at it. Maybe it'll give you some comfort in your old age. Now, there's one last thing she says. Right. He's going to say something. He has to. The movie's almost over. All right between you and her? She loves me, Omar. You see, that was a big difference, the internet tells me, from the book. Okay. When the book says, she doesn't love me. And he, he changed it to have the way she just acted mean she, that she does love him. And well, he spoke, as you know, because he won what he wanted. Got right. Got of the year, which they don't award every year. They didn't do it for the last three years. Got to be a person who deserves that award. 
I wish they would take that lesson in the damn Oscars, man. You know, so, I, be, I bet you that award medal is like hanging up at some bar right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some scary fucking bar. Old man bar. Music. Wow. <clears throat> Carl, hey, I, Grandpa, what's that medal you got there, <laughs> boy? Blood, sweat, and tears right here. How ironic. How ironic. It's It says cockfighting champion 1974. Teehee. <laughs> oh, it's not ironic. There it is, Lori Bird. Lori Bob Bird. Watkins. Stills. Yeah, yeah she... she uh, and the, it didn't say she, like, mistakenly overdosed on Valium. Every report about it on the Internet about her was like, she killed herself in Art Garfunkel's apartment. That's Art, a, Art yeah. wasn't there. That's a real shame. I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to hear it because uh, I liked her in, in the other movie and uh, I was excited yeah. to see her in this one. Carl, thanks so much. Uh, give it up for Carl for his... Uh, the gimmick of the show is that even though I picked the movie, I'm not going to watch it beforehand. Carl actually did yeah. all the research, so sure. I, I appreciate it. I was just riffing. I made six <laughs> dead chicken jokes. Uh, <laughs> a lot of cock. A lot of cock. Uh, yeah, we made no cock jokes. How weird is that, mm-hmm. Carl? Uh, where can people find you? It's, you're not a cocky person. It's why. Oh man. Okay. Where can people find me? Horribly, they can find me on a Monday night, October two, at the Eastville Comedy Club at seven p.m. But it's not a bringer. I was actually invited. <laughs> invited for what reason? It's the Monday night. All right, and real show. You can't uh, see me until. November, the uh, Thanksgiving Eve, which I don't even remember what date that is, but it's clearly a Wednesday. But this gig is different. It is a bringer, but I will be in the main room of the Broadway Comedy Club at 9.30 p.m., which is the closing. You know, it's like a real show for for one. Yeah, it sounds good. All right, well, cool. That sounds good. I'll be performing tonight at Kavika's Ocean Beach Deli for my last Sunday of the month show over there by Ocean Beach and the Richmond District of San Francisco, right by the windmill. Uh, check it out. Two people have already canceled. And now I must end the show. Next week, Carl, it's my birthday, October hey, 1st. Yeah. All right, so hey, thanks so much. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the end. Uh, we love you for being part of this, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Thanks, Bye. Mike. Thanks, Carl. Bye. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one long year Watching movies bad, strange and weird Commandeer by Michael Hi, this is Carl. I'm Mike's friend. I I wrote this song. My turn-ons are French poodles, Chinese German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegel. Michael Spiegel. 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie. Looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorney.com fjs.com again the law office of francis j shaheda in san francisco awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. 
incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. October 6th, come join us at Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse for Johan Miranda. Headlining 50 minutes. Opening sets by Amy Bebo, Clay Newman, and Pam Benjamin. Don't miss this incredible headliner for only $10. Friday, October 6th at 8 p.m. Buy your tickets now on Eventbrite. Check us out on Facebook. Like all those comics, and please come support Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday at 8 o'clock. My friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch If you're looking
looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorneyfjs.com. Again, the law office of Francis J. Shaheda in San Francisco. awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. October 6th, come join us at Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse for Johan Miranda, headlining 50 minutes, opening sets by Amy Bebo, Clay Newman, and Pam Benjamin. Don't miss this incredible headliner for only $10, Friday, October 6th at 8 p.m. Buy your tickets now on Eventbrite. Check us out on Facebook. Like all those comics, and please come support Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday at 8 o'clock. My friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five 
$5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I used to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. stand-up comedian? Do you want to be in 25 shows in five days at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco? Well, now's your opportunity. Apply now for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. That's 25 shows in five days featuring 40 comics from out of town, and one of those comedians could be you. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm and click on the submission form. Apply for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's only $10 and you can apply right now through November 30th for 25 shows during five days, all streaming live, all podcast posts, all Mutiny Radio all the time. The third annual Spark Presents Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Apply now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter offer, offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? 
Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. <laughs> A million laps. And it's free. Besides our annual celebration of stand-up, did you know that Comedy Day offers workshops that teach Bay Area students how to use humor to resolve conflict? Comedy Day is so serious about ending bullying, it's banning all comedians from using the following phrases. Knee slapping, side splitting, break a leg, bust a gut, knock them dead. Those words hurt. But Comedy Day feels good. It's fun for the whole family. Did I mention it's free? Hey, comedy fans, don't miss the 37th Annual Comedy Day, the original longest-running free outdoor comedy concert in the world. The funny starts at noon on Sunday, September 17th at Sharon Meadow in Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs. It's free! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. Well, hey there, San Francisco. 
Mikey. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! together in the dark. It's the right thing to do. And viewers like you. Wheel and Circus is in town. It's time for a train ride. The best circus town train rides are the dependable ones that'll depart and arrive on time. The ones that'll take you from clown to trapeze quad to elephant, see? Look come on the train with the circus promise. It's intense. Soul Shakedown Party tonight. Alright folks, as you know, I as you know, Shaggy's Soul Shakedown is every Thursday. Every Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. here on MutinyRadio.fm. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to JohnStraussLaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great, because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. It's not business. It's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? 
are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Do you have a great idea for a product or service but don't know where to start? Are you looking to grow your current business? Women's Initiative in San Francisco began its business management training program for low-income, high-potential women in 1988. To attend a free orientation on how you can achieve your dream of starting your own business, or for more information, please contact Sophia Campos at 415-641-3465. That's 415-641-3465. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Is made possible by grants from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting and the National Endowment for the Arts. A series of contemporary plays for radio. Earplay. This week, Earplay presents The General Brutus by Jeff Wanchell. Wanchell has been a familiar name in American theater for some time. His first play, The Disintegration of James Cherry, has been performed at the Lincoln Center in New York City and the American Conservatory Theater in San Francisco. He is the author of works as varied as The Rhesus Umbrella, Auto Destruct, and Fog and Mismanagement. And his most recent play, Isadora Duncan Sleeps with the Russian Navy, played an extended run at the American Place Theater in New York City. General Brutus, here receiving its first production, began life at the O'Neill Playwrights Conference in Connecticut. Earplay commissioned him to adapt the play for radio. The General Brutus by Jeff Wanchell. yonder knight, both who he is and why he approaches thus plated in the armusculature of war. The bombaster Brutus, my lord, desires a word with you. He's full of guile, hollow, deep, and treacherous. But I'll woo him to my purpose. Lead him to me. Oh, noble Brutus. Pray tell, what instrument is that you drag behind? Lord Fauntleroy, you are the chosen of Romulus and Remus, favorite of the scions of Rome, yes. chiefest candidate for supreme general. Are you not, sir? I am, Brutus. And if I am elected, you will be my right hand, yes. my second in command. Your second in command, sir. Not your equal. My equal? 
Two cannot command staff. Yes, be tyrant if e'er one raved. O oh, tyranny, thy rich deserve death endure. Drop to one knee and speak, Bazooka, for me. My God. I crushed this adder in his shell for the common good because he was ambitious. Great figure. Ah, I, my lord. Fauntleroy and this weighty purse of <coughs> yours. See to it, your hands are full of business. Uh, you shall be general, my lord. <coughs> now, I am Rome's favorite. I nominate Lord Fauntleroy. Fauntleroy is missing and presumed dead. Fauntleroy, art thou gone? Why, he is dead then. Farewell, Fauntleroy. Mark how his philosophy of stoicism well schools Brutus to withstand this grating shock. If thou art gone, why, so be it. Death, a necessary end, will come when it will come. Even so, great men, great losses should endure. I am unworthy. I cannot. Uh, no, cannot is false. I will not 